Welcome aboard, folks. This is Joe Public. You've tuned into the Public Record on Radio Nope. It's Tuesday. It's a better Tuesday than last Tuesday, which was also somehow a better Tuesday than previous Tuesday. So, all in all, I'm doing pretty good here. Well, not me, personally. I mean, I'm doing fine, but it's in general. Maybe the world's getting a little better. Just maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. One hopes. That's it. One hopes. I'm just gonna play music. Got no theme. Uh, no, no planned rants. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna play music. Uh, this is a leftover from last week that I wanted to play last week but didn't really fit in, so I'm gonna play it now. So here you go. Just believe in me She said Any way you want me, boy 
And there's the E. <laughs> uh, that's the darkness. Get your hands off of my woman. You know, okay, much hate. There's much hate for that band. And I just can't go along with it. Can't, can't do it. At least that first album. That first album is just, it's like a big fat old slab of classic rock. Um, and the singing thing, it like, like drove everybody nuts. I kind of like it. Just, I don't know. Like that song cracks me up. I listen to that and I'm just, I have this vision in my head of just the frailest, most, I don't know. I just have this vision of myself, of the singer kind of looking like a mime, you know, like in a leotard howling at somebody get your hands off my woman that's what that's what goes on in my head that's that's just a little that's a tiny bit of insight into the head of joe public right there fast way before that say what you will um pete way passed away earlier this year uh pete way was the bass player in ufo and also the founder of fast way um and that the name of the band came from the fact that he started the band with Fast Eddie Clark, who had recently quit Motorhead. Sounded like a like I I remember reading about it probably in Cream and just being blown, Oh my god, Beat Way from UFO and Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead. This is gonna be a great band. And before the record was even out, Pete Way was kicked out. Like this is how much of a drunken fool he was. He got kicked out of a band that the name of the band was half his name so there you go it's a good song though uh sammy haggard plain jane um my forever favorite sammy hagar record is is the is the album that that one came off of the the trans am record there's great songs on that record like maybe the best ones he ever wrote um if he brought that songwriting to van halen i would have been all in he didn't do that though so Anyway, uh, Blue Murder started us off with Jelly Roll. There we go. That's the public record. That's the that's the start of a thing. That's the start of a thing. Deep breath, breathe in. It's like I'm looking at. I looked at my Twitter feed a little bit, and I shouldn't have done that. I just like it's it's one of those things of just you open it up and you look, and you're just instantly transported into a world in which everything is a panic, right? And it doesn't even matter. Like, forget the election stuff and COVID and everything else that's going on. Like, Twitter is a space in which people just freak out. That's why I think Rex Chapman is so amazing, former NBA player. Like, his feed is just relentlessly cheerful. And not, like, in a cloying and, like, like treacly way, but just, like, relentlessly stuff you want to see, right? So you, you... I don't know. And I've tried unsuccessfully to like jigger my feed so that I, I can only so that when I go there I just see stuff that I kind of want to see and it just it doesn't work it doesn't work because it, it is just it is panic world it is panic world anyway so um apparently we're in the midst of a coup okay awesome thanks twitter that makes me happy uh I mean, I have this weird thing. So maybe this is an old dude thing. Like my left eye 
whenever I'm, I have, I experience any stress, I like my left eye, my eyelid twitches and it's not a perceptible thing. It's not like a thing. If you were standing across me, you could see it happening, but I can feel it and it makes me nuts. So it's like, Oh, I'm stressed and I'm uncomfortable. Oh, great. Now my eye feels weird. So there we go. There's your old dude moment for, uh, for tonight. Maybe we'll have some more. Maybe that's the theme. I'll just tell you about all the parts of me that don't work right and that hurt. Ha <laughs> ha! Aren't you glad you turned in, tuned in? Anyway, more music. This is The Angels, or Angel City, depending on which label you bought the record on. On the podcast. <laughs> Let's go. 
That's Anthrax with a cover of a Joe Jackson song, Got the Time. 
And the thing is, the original is not that different. I've played it before. It's not that different. It's crazy how well that translates. One of the best covers ever. Uh, for that, Motorhead and Girl School doing Please Don't Touch. Um, Motorhead did a few of these. Um, there's one they did, they had planned to do with, um, it's, a, um, it's a cover of, um, oh shoot, can't even think of the song. Anyway, it's a cover they did with uh, The Damned. And the idea was to do a whole EP. It was supposed to be called Motor Damned. And the idea was to combine both bands. And they were going to have both drummers and everybody playing. It was just going to be just madness and crazy. The, the, the problem is, when you got the two bands in the studio together, all they did was get drunk. And so by the time it was actually time to roll tape, um, like Captain Sensible... Um, Rat Scabies from The Damned, uh, Lemmy from Motorhead, and Davanian for The Damned were the only guys who were not like collapsed in a corner in a pile of flesh. So there was no Motor Damned. It just became a damned song with Lemmy guesting on it. Um, and the idea of doing an EP was thrown out the window. And then, and then Lemmy decided he needed to do a duet with Wendy O. Williams. Um, from uh oh my wendy o williams odd thing to to blank on anyway decided he to do a duet with her and um that ended the original lineup of motorhead because uh fast eddie clark thought it sucked and and he complained about it and that sort of fractured his relationship with lemmy and so that was the end of that version of that band so now you know way more about motorhead than you ever wanted to know Right. Before that, uh, Riot with Road Racing. Riot's one of those great bands. Like there's this incredible, their, their, um, their record cover that that song comes off of has got the craziest cover image. It's like a harp seal. And I remember as a teenager, like not buying it because I didn't get it. I didn't just didn't get it. I've looked at why is there a harp seal on the cover of this record that people tell me is cool, hard rock metal stuff. And I, I, so I passed. I didn't really get, like grok what was going on t- for years, um, but now I now I do, and I like them. And 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 the fact that they never went anywhere maybe tells me that I was right that putting a harp seal on your album cover if you're a metal band isn't very metal. Um, Angels with Marseille before that. Um, that's that's a band all like. Shout to the rafters, encourage anybody to go and listen to their stuff because they were amazing. They were incredible. I was supposed to, um, I was like an early adopter with them and they were actually supposed to play at a day on the green in Oakland and they couldn't get visas. They're from Australia and they couldn't get visas. And so they got dropped, um, in favor of shaken Stevens and who was not good. Um, that was the same day on the green where I saw Black Sabbath and Cheap Trick and Journey on the same day. That just hurts my head thinking about it. Okay. Huh. I'm Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record. It's Tuesday. It's, a, it's yeah, and a, you know, we're either like witnessing a really quiet, stupid coup or the grifter in chief is just trying to figure out a way to pay off his election debts. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards the election debt thing, but there we go.
There, there, there's your commentary. Go on, don't go on Twitter. Just don't. As I said earlier, don't do it. Um, I I queued this next song up because I um I realized over the weekend that I'm actually like work wise I'm burnt out. I'm I'm actually burnt out, and and my work life has had no balance to it for a very long time, um, basically since April, because. I'm I'm a person responsible for buildings and and public spaces and so we sort of started operating as if we were in the midst of a natural disaster back in April which we kind of are um except that behaving as if you're in a hurricane uh works okay for a couple of weeks and here we are at like 8 months and it's just it's not okay and I'm tired and uh so i thought i'd play this song for you electrical
That is a band that you just have to freaking wait for it on every song, every song with Radiohead. You have to wait for it, right? Like if you, if you're, uh, rewind, restart. When I was a college radio DJ and working in the music department, what we did in the music department was we got like big piles of records shipped in every week. Myself, the music director, we had to listen to all of them. And we, of course, we did not listen to all the records, right? We had a turntable in the music department office, which was the hallway between the air studio and the actual office. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I was born to be a facility manager working in a closet. Anyway, the sitting in the music department office, you had a turntable... You had a small amp and a pair of headphones and you, your job was you listened to the new records that came in and you read the reviews in the trades because we get a bunch of trade journals and you used the information from the reviews as well as what you listened to to write little descriptions on this little square sticker that you stuck on the front of the record cover before you... Th- cataloged it and put it in the new release bin in the air studio so DJs could flip through it and they could say oh this is a new thing from a band I kind of like let's see what this is about and you would write you would flag certain songs as these are the ones you probably want to play and some of that came from the review you're reading right and some of it came from your own listens one of the things you did on your listens most of the time you'd like put the needle down on the track and you listen to the first minute well, if Radiohead had been around when I was a college radio music programmer, we would never have played any of their music because the first minute of their songs is like all foreplay. <laughs> it, it, it's, I, I mean, it's not bad, but it's, it's just like, it's all just, you know, set up and getting you ready for the song. And when the song kicks in, it is killer. And that is totally that song, Body Snatchers, off of In Rainbows by Radiohead. Um, yeah. Uh, before that, XTC, Day In, Day Out, off my favorite XTC record, Drums and Wires. And Talking Heads, The Great Curve. And the police started us off with Dead End Job, because I'm burnt out. I'm burnt. I'm not fully burnt out. I'm like crispy around the edges. I- I'm going to put it that way. I'm I'm definitely edge crispy right now huh yeah this is cool though like i'm playing music and i'm chatting with people online and i'm having a glass of wine and i'm ignoring twitter because it's that's a that's a bad space again i go back to that is a bad space do not do not walk into the bad place I'm Joe Public. It's a public record. I'm playing music. No theme. Um, online. A couple different people. It was weird symmetry. A couple different people mentioned the blasters last week. So I decided I needed to play this. Mori Mori. Playing guitar. On the backboard. Just sit in my car. Please come with me to the bright lights downtown. 
talk about love And the same old story with a new set of words About the good and the bad and the poor And the times keep on changing so I'm keeping on top Of every bad cat who walks through my door I'm a space cowboy Bet you weren't ready for that I'm a space cowboy I'm sure you know where it's at Yeah, 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 yeah I was born on this rock And I've been traveling through space Since the moment I first realized what all you fast-talking cats would do if you could You know I'm ready for the final surprise There ain't no way around it, ain't nothing to say That's gonna satisfy my soul deep inside All the prayers and surveyors keep the whole place uptight While it keeps on getting darker outside I'm a space cowboy Bet you weren't ready for that I'm a space cowboy I'm sure you know where it's at Yeah, yeah, yeah,
can hate me if you want to, but I love wings. And I'm I'm and I'm I'm not talking about the like the the like deep fried ones, although I do love those as well. Um I have a great recipe for that, by the way. Hit me up. Um but so um I always like as a kid growing up, like I didn't I couldn't really make the distinction between the Beatles and, and Paul McCartney solo. Like I couldn't do that until I was a teenager and I could actually, Oh, these were two different bands in my head as a kid. It was just all one big long thread of great pop music that made me smile and reminded me of happy stuff. And then this weird thing happened. My daughter was born. Um, I couldn't listen to anything but Paul McCartney and wings like for probably the entire first month of her life. I was unable to listen to any other music. Like everything else upset me. Everything else made me tense. It stressed me out. And if I put on Paul McCartney and Wings, I'd like, ah, oh, chill, huh? And then when she's a baby and I'd like put her to sleep at night, I'd rock her to sleep, I would sing to her and I would sing either uh, Let Him In or um, uh, Silly Love Songs to her. And, and yeah. That's what I did. So that's like, I've got this weird, uh, I've got this weird connection thing to that music that it just, it makes me calm, makes me calm and it makes me think the world's fine. And so, yeah, I listened to some wings this week. (laughs) How odd. Um, Anyway, before that, Steve Miller band with Space Cowboy. It's an underappreciated track by that, that that dude um from a great great album um yeah and that's an under i i, I will contend underappreciated track uh jj kale traveling light good stuff there as well and marie marie by the blasters started us off i'm joe public you're listening to the public record here on radio nope thank you for tuning in as always thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you very much uh, I got more music to play, but, um, so the conversation in the chat has come up about Facebook, delete it, keep it. What do you do? Anybody thought about it? I, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you, I have seriously contemplated deleting Facebook multiple times over the last couple of years. And I go back for two main reasons. One, because there's just, there's a ton of people who are easily accessible to me on there, who I don't want to lose touch with. And and every time I think about not being able to stay in touch with them, it sort of upsets me. And honestly, and admittedly, that means I'm a lazy sack of crap because all I would have to do is send each one of those folks who I want to stay in touch with a, a private message saying, hey, I'm getting off this stupid platform and I want to stay in touch with you. Can you give me your email or your your mobile phone so that I can do that. And I haven't done that, which makes me a lazy piece of shit. Given. That's a given, though. I mean, I, I'm i old. I know who I am. I am that. I'm not, like, overall lazy. Like, I do all kinds of stuff. I'm highly motivated, and I work really hard at all kinds of stuff. 
But on on those kind of things, I can become just completely consumed by inertia, and and maybe it's not lazy. Maybe it's just the inertia of it is is the problem. So that's that's factor number one. Second factor is I do continue to make music and play in bands and and do other stuff like this radio show that are promotions of those things are more easily facilitated through Facebook. Like, again, there's more difficult ways to do that that are achievable, but that being out on that periphery of the Venn diagram of my life, it's in that it's in the circle of nah. So so I don't do it. And and that's really it's really obnoxious. I mean, it makes me look at the platform in terms of, wow, they really are the dealer on the playground, right? Who handed the heroin to the children said, here, this is on me. You know, they're, that's fundamentally their business model. We're going to suck you in. We're going to provide you with this easy way to stay in touch with people that doesn't require you to actually develop any social skills or improve your social skills or accept the fact that when your phone rings, you probably have to answer it every once in a while. You know, all of those things that we used to be a normal part of the pre-Facebook world. We, we, they've facilitated us just retreating in under our rock and staying there. Oh, it's nice under this rock. I will just stay here and not have to make an effort. And, and that's bad. I think anything in the world that encourages you to be a worse version of yourself than you would be otherwise is a bad thing. And I, I, I think in, in general, um, Facebook is that some, I had a conversation actually earlier in the week about why I'm on Twitter and why I don't dump on that. Well, I do dump on Twitter. Twitter is a garbage pile a lot of the time, but the thing about Twitter is it just fundamentally smaller. It's smaller. There's not a quadrazillion people on Twitter. That you know, it's like their user base is a fraction of Facebook, um, and because Twitter is sort of um, is a favored platform for journalists and writers um, and comedians and artists and, and people like that. The, the there's some good stuff. It's not hard to find the good stuff. It does have a tendency to get drowned out with just dumpster fire kind of stuff, but it's it's still it's not better because it's better designed or better run. It's just better because there's fewer assholes on there is basically what it comes down to. Um Kind of the interesting thing, though, that I'm watching, though, is like I, um, somebody had asked, uh, one of my friends on Facebook had asked, has, have you noticed like people since, since the election was called for Biden, have you noticed people disappeared? And yes, I have. Uh, I've noticed the volume of new posts in my newsfeed on Facebook is about half what it was. And that's fascinating because I think some of it is people who I'm connected to or semi-connected to who are more conservative leaning may have abandoned ship. They may have jumped ship to go to parlay. Okay. I have to stop, scroll back a minute. I have to laugh about this, right? The, the conservative platform, the place, the conservatives who can't deal with 
hearing anything they don't want to hear are going to is called parlay. It's a French word. That makes me laugh so hard for two reasons. One, because these are the same people who wanted to call French fries freedom fries because they hate France. And also, it's really funny because I just know that, okay, not to stereotype, but I will stereotype throughout the South. I know everybody's calling it parlor. I'm on, I'm, I'm leaving Facebook. I'm going on parlor. Yeah, that's not what it's called. You're an idiot. Anyway, back to where I started. I think there's a substantial number of them who've jumped ship. Right, they maybe haven't deleted their profiles, but they've they've abandoned ship. So that's interesting, because Facebook as a company has worked very hard not to offend them, and they still got offended. Right, that's how that's how ridiculously sensitive people, some of these people in the Trumposphere are. Right, is that anything that deviates from their point of view is unacceptable. On any any like micro level, it's unacceptable. I can't imagine being that sensitive. I can't imagine being that like perennially, perpetually butthurt. I I can't imagine how you get through a day if that's who you are. So there's that. Um, but I also think so. Here's the other thought. So there was the guy on Twitter. I don't. I'm, I mean, if you're not on Twitter, you don't know. This was a guy on Twitter who totally fucked up today, right? He got on a thread and started talking about how his perspective was the Democratic Party had not served his interest as a black man. Well, clearly, this is a dude who had a fake profile with a photo, profile photo of an African-American man and was posting using that profile to spew a bunch of bullshit about how um, blacks in America are not served well by the Democratic Party and they they shouldn't be drinking that Kool-Aid, blah, 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 blah. He's probably been doing this for months. Well, today, he screwed up. He really screwed up because he forgot to switch profiles and he posted this as his normal profile, and he is not a black dude. He is the whitest white guy ever, and Twitter owned him. And that's the other reason I like Twitter, is because when people do stupid shit on Twitter, they get owned hard. And that's on both sides, both sides of of the aisle. They get owned hard, and it's fun to watch. And this guy just got destroyed. Um, Like, if I were him... I don't know, cyanide might be an option because <laughs> that was it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen anybody do. Um, so how this relates to Facebook is I, I genuinely believe there's a lot of bullshit fake profiles on Facebook. I think there is a lot of traffic on that platform that's either bots or it is people who are paid to post that stuff. And it's to gin everything up because the thing about Facebook is it's all about engagement. It's all about engagement. It's all about engagement. You got to get the engagement. Got to get the likes. Got to get the shares. Got to get the comments. Because that's what drives the ad revenue. And and that's why 
that platform bothers me. And I think it bothers a lot of other people because it's so transparently just about give me your money. Um, I don't know. And, and I, I'm, I've never been an advertising person. I have worked around really, really smart advertising and marketing people uh, a number of points in my life. And I just wonder, I look at, I look at this social media advertising marketing thing and I just go, this seems dumb. This seems really dumb. It seems like it's, um, spray and pray on some level. And then there's another level of it is, um, your target, you're able to target, which is, you know, that's the dream of the marketer targeting their ad to the person who might buy the product. But if the targeting is lame, which I can tell you absolutely having looked at their ad engine, it is lame. Um, and it's not just Facebook. Google's bad too. The, the ad targeting is bad. Um, it can be gamed. Um, it misses targets a lot. And the, I think the only reason why nobody complains about it is because it's cheap because relative to every other venue for marketing your products or marketing your services, um, it's, it's practically free. Like as, as a, if you're running a small business and you want to do some targeted ads on Facebook, um, it'll, it, it, It'll cost you such an insignificant amount of money to do it that you won't even think about it. And that's kind of, I think, what they're banking on. I think they're just, they're literally banking on you being ignorant. And and that their, their whole model is about trying to generate enough user data to be able to create those targeting profiles so that you can use them. That's That's really what it comes down to. Yep shitty product. As I said, I, I think the first time I said it might've been like seven or eight years ago. People were complaining about Facebook was changing stuff and they didn't like the way we were changing it. And I went, huh? Yeah. So you're upset because the thing you don't pay for is changing things. And, and, and I made the, the comment to one of my friends one time, I said, you know, the, anytime that you're using a service that doesn't charge you for that service, the service is not the product you are. That's true every time. You get a free magazine in the mail because you filled out a card. The magazine's not the product. You're the product. You watch commercial television. The TV shows aren't the product. You're the product. The business is delivering your eyeballs to their actual customers who are the advertisers. And that's Facebook. That's Facebook. That's all it's all about. So yeah, I think about not being there. Um, and I haven't figured it out yet. Have not. <sighs> there we go. Hey, that was the rant for this week. Not the rant, but I don't know. Maybe a thoughtful thing. <sighs> I'm going to play some more music. This is Yardbirds. <laughs>
Stiff Little Fingers with Alternative Ulster. Alternative Ulster. Uh, tongue-tied. This is Joe Public, who is tongue-tied. <sighs> that was by request. Um, made me think. So, I was thinking about, like, um, earlier in the week, I, actually, that song had popped up on one of my random playlists while I was out walking the dog or whatever. Earlier in the week would have been yesterday, so maybe it was the weekend. Um and made me think about when um when I was a young sprat going to school in England, um, and the guy who used to cut my hair when I was going to school there. The guy who cut my hair was from Northern Ireland. He was actually from Belfast. And, um, I got to know him fairly well. Like we were pretty close to the same age. I'm, I'm finishing up university studies, um, 21 years old. And yeah, I think he was maybe a year older than I was. He might've even been younger. And I used to talk to him all the time, like going for a haircut and chat, but also we'd like meet up at the pub and hang out. Cause I, I just, he was a cool dude. And it kind of reframed a lot of like getting to know him reframed a lot of stuff for me. And, and, and this came up in my head as I was walking the dog and alternative holster came on my random scramble playlist. And, um, so 1980s Northern Ireland was a pretty grim and horrifying place. Um, and which was why he was in England. Um, literally he was, he, he had come to live in Oxford and to work there because it was, because he was just tired of being frightened and he, he was tired of, 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 of being worried all the time. Um, and he, his family was Catholic and living in Northern Ireland and that put them in the minority up there. And he had family in, uh, the Republic of Ireland in, um, in and around Galway. And I remember him telling me a story where his cousins from Galway had come up to Belfast to visit when he was like 16 or 17. And this is in the midst of when the troubles were pretty, pretty bad peaking, I would say. And, um, his cousins from Galway came up and they were terrified. Like they'd go out, like he'd take them out to the pub and, and they were jumpy and frightened. And I, and I remember him telling me that and I, I asked him why. And he said, well, so you're walking down the street and there's a guy with a rifle 
just walking down the street with a rifle slung on his shoulder. And he said, my cousin's reaction was, oh my God, he's got a gun. And it made me realize, this is what he said. He said, it made me realize that the only reaction I'd ever had my whole life to somebody carrying a gun was, eh, oi, that's a nice gun. wonder where you got it. Um, so I mentioned that because I think like things are slightly grim in America today. They're not that grim yet. I mean, they, they could go that way and I hope they don't. Um, I really hope they don't. Um, but it sort of frames it a little bit for me that things could be, you know, it's obviously the easy thing. Things could be worse. Could be raining, right? But um, they really could be worse. Uh, and, and you kind of have to hold on to the parts that are not bad and um, try and push away the stuff that is. That's a kind of clumsy way of putting it. But, you know, it's the best I can do on short notice. Uh, before Stiff Little Fingers, Marshall Crenshaw with uh, Someday Some Way, them and i can only give you everything the sonics with the witch and the yardbirds with lost woman um yeah i'm gonna play some more music i don't know if i'm gonna come back on the mic and back announce again i might i may still do that but i might not because i got some songs i want to play and songs are more important than me talking and i've done a lot of talking tonight so if i don't come on a mic Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'll be back here next week. This is The Pogues.
Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty Sound of their breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight Lower the curtain down Lower the curtain down on right I got no time for private consultation Under the Milky Way tonight Wish I knew what you
got some good belches in here somewhere. I hope they don't come out in the middle of this next song because it is a classic. Because I say it is. In fact, I declare this next song to be our new national anthem. The fact that we're spending so much money here <laughs> recording this thing in San Diego on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and we're spending somebody else's money. Well, damn it, it just makes me a very happy boy. <laughs> Walking on the street on a sunny day, hubba 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 hubba, feeling my bones as I'm on my way, hubba 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 hubba. Well, I'm a happy boy, happy boy, always oh, good when things are going your way. Hey hey, a little dark spot got hit my car, hubba 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 hubba. Put his guts in a bag and stuffed him in a drawer, hubba 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 hubba. Well, I'm a happy boy, happy boy, get it. Ain't it good when things are going your way? Hey, hey, all right, kazoo! Jerry, I forgot all about it for a month and a half. Hubba, 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 hubba. I looked in the drawer and started to laugh. Hubba, 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 hubba. Cause I'm a happy boy, yeah. Happy boy, get it. Ain't it good when things are going your way? Hey, hey. 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 H